the wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Have you been looking for a place to talk all things parenting? And I'm not talking about who makes the best stroller, but the really important stuff like how to be a better and more connected parent or how to raise children with empathy. Well, you are in the right place, folks. My name is Brandi Jordan, and I am a doula and parenting expert. And this is my show, Dear Doula. I will be giving you practical and impactful tips to parent with more joy, more calm, and more ease. I will also be talking to parents and experts who will be helping us to reimagine what it looks like to nurture ourselves and parents in more gentle and mindful ways. I am so excited to be in community with all of you. Can't wait to hear from you. Hey, Bestie, it's Cami Crawford. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight-up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in every Friday for new episodes. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. Hey, besties. I'm recording this on a Friday and you're listening to it on a Friday. Two different Fridays, but the same vibes. I am running on pure fumes right now. By fumes, I mean the Red Bull fumes that are coming out of the drink that's sitting right next to me. Matcha is not doing it for me anymore, guys. I just came back from shooting for a month, a show that I can't tell you about yet, but soon I'll be yelling it from the mountaintops. It's really fucking cool. But I was in Spain in the Canary Islands for a month shooting this show. On top of, I'm still doing catfish, of course. Don't do me. You know I'm still there. That's home base. And then I have another show that I'm going back to Spain to film again in a month. So I just got back on Sunday and it is now Friday. And your girl is operating on 2%. Literally. No, no, nothing. Nothing. No energy. Just vibes and Red Bull. And some matcha, but mostly Red Bull. So, you know, forgive me if I'm bouncing all over the place today. Because there's just so much, there's so much going on. There's so much going on. And I honestly, I, it sounds like a big complaint. And although a bitch is tired, I'm so fucking grateful, you guys. Like there is just so much happening in my life. And so today is August the 19th. As long as we stay on schedule, today's August the 19th for you. Yesterday, your girl closed on a motherfucking condo that she just bought. I am a homeowner, y'all. 
at 29 years old, I'm so fucking proud of myself. But at the same time, like I said, this is still a week early. I still have a whole place to pack up. And I feel like, I don't know. I always feel like nothing is done until it's done. Like, I feel like nothing is final until it's final, until the ink is dry and everything is finished. I'm supposed to do my walkthrough next week, early next week, and my signing with the escrow. Let me tell you something. Who teaches you about any of these terminologies and things and factoids and escrow? Like, what the fuck is an escrow? Like, that, I, who, like, what? What is that? What is that? You know what I'm saying? The loans, the mortgage, the this, the that, the third. Like, who teaches you about these things? Because they didn't teach us this in school. When I was learning about fucking Y equals MX plus B, that's it. Exactly. Who gives a fuck about that? I need to know about escrow. I need to know about contingencies. I need to know about inspections. I need to know about repairs. I need to know about HVAC unit replacement. Those are the things that I need to know about. I don't need to know about the fucking Pythagorean theorem. Who cares? I don't need to be dissecting frogs when I should be learning about interest rates. You know, like what's more, what's more impactful for the rest of my life? Nobody teaches you these things. So even when I told like my younger sisters or even some of my friends, like, oh my God, I'm in escrow. They're like, oh my God, that's amazing. What does that mean? Exactly. Because they don't teach us this. They don't teach us these things. And, you know, home ownership is a big deal. It's very exciting, but there is so much paperwork involved. To be honest, y'all, I've been signing this shit. I don't know what it says. It could literally say, give me your right kidney and five of your toes and I would have signed it already because I have no clue. I have no clue. I'm trusting my agent who is incredible. Kevin, shout out to you. And I'm trusting the universe. I'm trusting God. And that's it. That's that's all I got. I, I don't have any other option because literally who knows what any of this shit even is. So today I'm coming to you live straight from Home Depot. I went and bought all my boxes by myself, which another thing, you know, I, obviously I started this off talking about, you know, me being an independent black woman buying her own home. Independent? No, I don't want to be that. <laughs> I don't want to be that. Lugging those boxes, putting the boxes in my cart was one thing. Putting the boxes in my car was another thing. And the whole time I was just like, I deserve a man. I deserve a man to do these things, these laborious tasks. This is exhausting. Who wants to be doing this? On top of the fact that I'm having to learn new things, now I have to also do physical activity. Exhausting. Don't want to do it, you know? So not that I haven't been offered help. I have been offered help and I am very appreciative. But then of course, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I can do it myself. No, bitch, no, accept the help accept the help that you so desperately need. That's what I would have told myself three hours ago before I sweated out my edges at Home Depot trying to put 500 boxes in my car and bubble wrap, okay? <sighs> so normally I come into the studio, I have like, I guess I look halfway decent, although Danny pointed out to me that I have a lime green paint stain on my ass. I had no idea, so now I know, thank God. But like, what? And no makeup because fuck all that. I love y'all, but no. Not today. Today is one of those days we should just be happy that I'm alive. Okay? So other than that, any any additionals? No. No. I'm covered in sweat. I have this hat on to protect the fact that my hair is, has completely blown up at the top. 
this is it's just there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of things going on and I'm trying to move next weekend. And I have an entire two bedroom, two bath that I need to pack up to move into my new two bedroom, two bath. And meanwhile, I'm on the phone with contractors. I'm on the phone with my leasing office from my current apartment. I'm on my phone with fucking closet builders. It's very, there's a lot of things happening. There's a lot of things happening. Great things, but a lot of things. And to be operating on all those things, recovering from an eight hour time difference is mucho act- actividad. <laughs> there's a lot of things. So much happening. There's so much happening. Now, you guys know I am all about wellness and like being on a path to just feeling good all the time. I want to feel good all the time. Even though it's not possible, I can get as close as I possibly can. And I feel like that journey starts with what I put in my body. And that's why I love Care Of. Care Of is a subscription service that ships high quality personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders conveniently to your door every month. Their individual packets make it super easy to travel with. You just grab a few, one for each day that you're going to be gone. You know I'm a traveling girl, so I love this. And your vitamin routine is set even when you're away from home because we all know with vitamins, it's important to be consistent. Now, in order to get these vitamins and what track you're even going to be on, you're just going to take a short in-depth quiz about your lifestyle and health goals for personalized recommendations, taking the guesswork out of what supplements are best suited for you. Because we've all been there. We're at the pharmacy and we're like, what do I even get? Care of takes care of all of that for you. Their daily vitamin packs are made of plant-based sustainable films so you can stress less about your impact on the planet. Each shipment comes with a customized booklet showing you exactly what's in your individual daily packs and why it was recommended specifically for you and your health goals. And I've talked about these packs on the podcast before, but they're so cute because they have your name on it. And it just feels like truly customized care that's also aesthetically pleasing. You know, we love that. For 50% off of your first Care Of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code CAMI50. That's 50% off of your first care of order by going to TakeCareOf.com and enter code CAMI50. All right, besties. I'm glad that we're feeling good. I know we're looking good. So let's get back to the show. Okay. Now let's get into something that I actually need you guys' help with. Okay. I am working on this analogy. And I've, you know, ran it past a few people. And I'm really trying to come up with this. And I need you to listen and listen good and also comment and give me your feedback. So I've been thinking lately about Instagram. And a lot of times on the podcast, we get messages from people saying that they're having issues in their relationship because of the way their partner interacts on social media. Now, this is something that personally grinds my motherfucking gears. And so recently I was just thinking about like, what is the real life equivalent to Instagram so that when you have these conversations about social media and how it affects you and how it makes you feel, there is something that you can like actually compare it to. So here is how I have been visualizing it. And you tell me your thoughts. So if we think about Instagram like a virtual bar, you go into a bar And, you know, you may not have any expectations of what's going to happen there. You're just in the space. You're just occupying the space. And if people come up to you, if people come on your page, you can't control that. There's nothing you can do about that. All you can control is how you interact in the space. Okay, so we're at this virtual bar. I'm speaking from, in the very binary sense, 
male perspective. I am the man in this situation. Okay, so I'm a man. I'm at my virtual bar, Instagram. What, what are we calling this? Instagramma. No, that sounds horrible. What are, what are we call Insta. The Insta. What do we call it? It needs a name. Whatever. The relationship bar. Who fucking cares? It doesn't matter. Your man is at the motherfucking bar, okay? And he sees a woman across the bar dressed really, really beautifully. She's got on, you know, she's got good style. She looks amazing. And he walks past her and he says, I love your style. You look great and keeps it moving. That to me is the equivalent of a like on Instagram, a passing compliment, but acknowledging that the person is there. You look nice. Now that is that specific instance where the person is fully clothed, but just has good style. It's okay to give somebody a compliment. Everybody likes compliments, depending on the context. Now say the same man sees a girl across the bar who has her titties and ass out. I'm just going to put it plainly. Okay. Clearly, there's cutouts everywhere. She's juiced up. She's got glitter pouring out of her pores. She probably looks good as fuck. But the same man goes across the bar and says to her, you can't say I like your style because like, no offense. Listen, when I have my ass out, that's not style. That's me having my ass out trying to get chose. There's a complete, complete difference there between me being in a nice fit and me being with my tits front and center. He goes up to her and says, you look really good. And that to me is the equivalent of liking a girl's picture on Instagram who has her tits and ass out. You're acknowledging this person, but you're acknowledging the person and the context is very, very different compared to you acknowledging the person and giving a compliment to someone who you just think that they have nice style and you're moving on. So say you give the same compliment to the girl who don't got no clothes on and then you're moving on. That's a like. Is it harmless? Depends on the context, right? Okay, now let's move on to what I believe is the equivalent of liking and commenting. The equivalent to that is, say, the guy's at the bar and he sees a girl across the bar. Whether it's the girl who's nicely dressed or whether it's the girl who's not dressed, it really doesn't matter. He sends her a drink. That, to me, is not just giving a compliment or a nod to. That, to me, is you're trying to be seen. You want to be seen. You want to be acknowledged. You want for your presence to be known. So you have now sent a drink across the table Maybe you don't even speak. Maybe you don't say anything. But you have now sent, you have sent, you have bat signaled, you have literally bat signaled to Gotham, to this bitch that you want to be seen. Now that to me takes things the extra mile because if you want to be seen, you want to be chose. Like, come on, relax, calm down. There's no need for the extras, right? Now, no matter what the comment is, it really doesn't matter. You've commented. You have now made contact. You are trying to create some sort of connection. And to me, the like is too far. Unless it's a passing compliment, now you're sticking around. Now you're going up to the girl. You've sent the drink and you're going up to the girl. And this is now what I call a follow. Now you have sent the drink and now you are going over to her and you're sticking around. Now you're not just giving the passing compliment. Now you're not just bat signaling. You have bat signaled and now you have made your way over to the girl at the bar and you are now sitting there and talking and fraternizing and connecting. That's a follow to me because now you want to stick around for more. 
Are you following me? Is this all making sense? Hopefully so, because I've thought about this several times. <laughs> now you are you are making that connection. You are you are standing there. You're finding out where she went to fucking college, bro. You're finding out what she majored in. Now you know how many siblings she got. Now you know where she's going on vacation next week with another guy who's not you because you're a fucking clown. Now you're doing the most, okay? Now, the equivalent to a DM would be you're sticking around, you're doing all the things, and now you've asked for her number. The same interaction can happen in the DM on Instagram as it can at our virtual relationship bar. But either way, now all of the steps have been taken for you to do some fuck shit. And now you're a clown. And that's upsetting to me and my homegirls. But like, that's just, that is how I have formulated it in my brain. And I talked to one of my sisters about this and she was like, I'm following, I'm following. But at the same time, even just the passing compliment like situation is too far. And everybody's different. There are some people, I was watching a girl on TikTok the other day who was saying that she loves when her and her partner go out and they flirt with other people and they get compliments. And, you know, at the end of the night, they go home together. So for everyone watching, it's like, wow, these two beautiful people have been working the room and then they've gone home together. Let me say something. That's good for her. I am a territorial ass bitch. You can give my man a compliment. And I love complimenting people. And I like getting compliments. You can give him a compliment. But after you give your compliment, you need to leave. Exit my space. Exit our space. This is our space. And you're invading it. Get the fuck out. Say what you got to say and get the fuck out. Don't touch. <laughs> Don't touch. Don't try to go the extra mile because I'm going to have to Pray to God that I don't go to prison that night. I don't like that. I don't like that. But everybody's boundaries are different. Now, I'm curious to know from you guys how you feel about my virtual bar analogy, my relationship bar analogy, and what are your boundaries? Which step is too far for you? How, what are you okay with? What are you not okay with? And if you're the girl on the receiving end, say you are the girl at the end of the bar, are you okay with a guy sending you a drink? Because let me tell you something, a bitch loves a free drink. I'm not going to lie. Like, if a guy wants to send me a drink, I'm going to drink it. And if he comes over and talks to me, I'll probably talk to him. But I always, if I'm in a relationship, I always keep a barrier there where you know it's never going to fucking go down. It's not going to happen. I love having conversation. I'm a Libra moon. Of course I want to work the room. And I'm a Gemini midheaven. Of course I want to entertain. I want to make you laugh. That's this is what I do. This is it's what I do. But at the same time, there are limits and you will know that I have a man and that I'm not interested and that's it. But let me tell you something. Not all the bitches in the world have the same level of decorum. I think I have something here. I'm curious to find out what you guys think. This episode is sponsored by FX's Little Demon. From Dan Harmon, the co-creator of Rick and Morty and the brand that brought you Archer, comes the newest animated comedy series about Satan's teenage daughter, Chrissy. Chrissy finds out that her father, voiced by Danny DeVito, is Satan, and she's actually the Antichrist. Aubrey Plaza voices his human ex, trying to raise their teenage daughter who is coming into her demonic powers. FX's Little Demon premieres August 25th on FXX. Stream on Hulu. Friend, I feel like we all know that drinking water is, like, vital. It's so important, but... 
our busy lives can make it difficult to drink the suggested amount of water. From rushing home to work to the gym and back, it's easy to reach for something with sugar or caffeine for that energy kick. Water Drop is the solution to your hydration needs. Small and convenient effervescent cubes that add flavor, vitamins, and even caffeine to your water. Easy to use even on the go. I have a kitchen full of them right now. They have a wide range of flavors from berry and fruity to citrusy and herbal. Drinking water becomes super easy and super fun. Now, health experts recommend drinking eight eight-ounce glasses, which equals about two liters or half a gallon a day. Now, that can be an intimidating number. Like, I know, we don't usually do math on this podcast. Shocker that I just did it just now. But with Water Drop, it becomes so much easier because the range of flavors is exciting. And you know that you're getting important vitamins. With no sugar added, they are low-calorie but delicious. They're also sustainable. Sustainability is at the core of their mission. Their packaging uses 98% less plastic and CO2 emissions than pre-bottled beverages. So whether you're working from home or the office, in the car, at the gym, Water Drop is honestly so easy to use. Just drop one micro drink cube into your bottle, wait a few seconds, and bam, you've got a delicious drink that keeps you hydrated. Head to the Water Drop website and get a special 15% discount for listeners of this podcast. Browse their large collection of micro drinks, glass and steel bottles, crafts, glasses, and more. Use discount code CAMI when you check out. Now that we're hydrated, we're feeling good, let's get back to the podcast. You guys obviously wrote in with your situation shits and I want to help. So let's get into it. Okay, here goes the first one. So my boyfriend and I met last summer and started saying I love you in October slash November. Although we didn't become official until January, by my choice, post long-term relationship scaries. Girl, I get it. I understand. And I found out at the end of January that he was seeing two other girls alongside me and getting over $1,000 from each of them in that time. What? He swears that he was just getting money from them and that's all it is. But I only found that out because he met up with one at her hotel at the end of January and she messaged me. I decided to take him back, but obviously this has created a lot of trust issues for me that I have a tough time getting over. He never makes me feel bad for having these trust issues, but it obviously creates stress in our relationship and I'm not sure if I can move past it. All my guy friends say it wasn't cheating because we weren't official when he was seeing these two other girls, but we were saying I love you and exclusive, so I view it as cheating. So was it cheating or no? Do I have the right to feel this way? Should he have all of my trust? Help. First of all, what the fuck was he getting $1,000 for? Is he an escort? No shade. No judgment. But like, why is he getting $1,000 from? Why are these bitches giving him $1,000? Who are these bitches that just have $1,000 to able to give out. I have questions. I have questions, comments, and concerns. This is, okay, that's part one. Part two, listen, as I have said, I am territorial, okay? I am. And if I'm talking to you, and maybe it's my own delusion, and I've talked to my friends and family about this as well. Maybe it's my own delusion. I feel like if you're talking to me, who else could you possibly want to talk to? Who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Who's making you laugh like me? Like, come on. Who's putting it down like me? Who's doing any of the things that... I, who's doing that? Unless you're fucking with one of my bitches, which you better not be. No, nobody. So I get the whole, you know, if you guys were actually exclusive though, like exclusivity is exactly what that means, exclusivity. Now, if you're just dating around, from what I am understanding, and it pains me to even say this, but from what I am understanding, if you're just dating and there is no 
actual label on it. You guys are not exclusive. You are free to date other people. And so are they. Yes, that is, that's the tea. Apparently, when you are just dating, you are allowed to date around. And that's okay. But I feel like when you are exclusive with someone, that to me, like unless there's some type of barrier on like dating exclusivity versus like sexual exclusivity, which I mean, I guess like everybody's relationship is different. But if there's no parameters on what that exclusivity is, then it's it's overall exclusivity. That's the way that that works. So yeah, he shouldn't be dating other people while you're exclusive, in my opinion. And if that's the context of you guys' relationship and like what you decided when you decided to be exclusive, then yeah. Somebody was also asking me recently, like, okay, exclusive versus boyfriend and girlfriend. What the fuck is the difference? Chris Grossman on TikTok, the one that <laughs> reviews all the bags, like my Birkin, another Birkin. What makes these two different and how are they similar? Like exclusivity versus boyfriend and girlfriend. Like what makes them different and why are they similar? They are very similar, but I still, I, I don't know. I still believe in the exclusivity part before boyfriend and girlfriend or boyfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, whatever, before being in a full on committed relationship as kind of like a trial period to see how you are, what the vibes are before we actually step to the world together as a unit, like as people who are together together. And if that is how you saw it, then he didn't pass the test. He fucking failed <laughs> because he's talking to not just one, but two other girls getting money from them at a hotel. It just sounds like there's a lot that he has going on. I don't know. So I think that you're right to be looking at him sideways. But at the same time, like if you've moved on from it and he's moved on from it and he's saying that like, no, this would never happen now. I guess you have no choice but to trust him until he gives you a reason not to because this was a long time ago and you guys became official in January. So, you know, and now it's August. I think maybe it could be time to let it go. But I understand why you feel away or why you were confused by him and whatever he had going on. I think it's weird. But I guess I would not count it as him cheating on you in the most plain sense as far as everything that I've heard from the story. I would not say that he cheated on you. I would say that when you guys first started dating and becoming more serious, he still had some loose ends that he needed to tie up. But it seems like he tied them up. You guys are in a relationship and you moved on. So I get why you feel the way you feel. But I think I think you can move forward. But I do want to know what is this money for? Like what? A thousand dollars is not a few dollars. That's a lot of money from two different girls. And are you giving him money? Say no. Okay. Moving on to the next one. Bestie, are you feeling a little anxious and overwhelmed? Because same. First of all, same. And feeling like that when you have so much on your mind and like your brain is constantly moving on things that are not sexy at all, those feelings can make it hard to shift gears and get in the mood. With Dipsy, you can focus on what makes you feel good. And I know I, for one, I'm trying to feel good right about now because there's just so much going on. I just need, I need a release. I need my brain to go somewhere else. And that's why I love Dipsy. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and characters, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. 
find stories about that intriguing coworker with a British accent or hooking up with your hot yoga instructor. Hear the sexy voices of Sarunas J. Jackson, ER Fightmaster, Luke Cook, and many others in stories like you've never heard before. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. Dipsy also has sleep stories, wellness sessions, and now they even offer written stories. It's your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash cami. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash cami. dipsystories.com slash cami. All right, bestie. Now that I've gotten you in the mood, don't don't click away just yet, okay? We've got some more of the podcast to go, so let's get back into it. Oh, oh my gosh, yay. Hey, Cami, thank you for your podcast. All your content is really helping me reevaluate my life. Oh, thank you. We love to help here. Okay, so I just ended my three-year relationship, and the reason is that I want more, and I feel like I was compromising by stepping on all my desires for a beautiful love story like Twilight or Fifty Shades. I know they are movies, but come on, the chivalry and standard of these fictional characters is unmatched. Am I being naive for hoping for that in real life? Should I be realistic? Another reason is just believing that I deserve better. Is it just me or some men getting too comfortable, especially after dating for so long? It's not just you. I think people in general get comfortable in relationships. It's a natural thing that happens. You should be comfortable with your person, but you should not be so comfortable that you forget that like you have to care for this person. You have to actually show this person love. You have to do things that make this person feel protected and supported and sexy and all the things like they're still you have to take care it's like a plant like yeah you like having a beautiful plant in your house but like if you don't take care of it the plant's gonna die so you have to put in the work you have to give it sunlight you gotta you know you gotta talk to it you gotta name it that's what i do so i think though as far as like expectations you can have your expectations, but then there's also reality. No person is going to be perfect that you end up with, end up talking to, whatever. But if you feel like you're settling, I don't think it really matters whether or not they tick every box that's on the, you know, in the movies from these fake characters who probably are shit in real life relationships. <laughs> like, let's be honest. But like, if you feel like you're settling, I think that you probably were. And like your intuition was telling you that versus... If you're just like flat out delusional, which I, I don't think you are. If you're here, I'm going to say you're not. <laughs> but if you're just flat out delusional and you're like, I want to be with a man that's like Mufasa. Well, that's not real. That's not a real life person. Like nobody's perfect. And there is always going to be a level of compromise. You're always going to have to compromise in relationships or accept things that, you know, aren't the best parts of people. But that's OK, because they're also going to have to do those things in return to you. And as long as it's reciprocated, I think that you can still have a healthy relationship. But expecting the person that you're with to be perfect or be Prince Charming is just, it's not realistic. Like they can be your Prince Charming, but they may not be, they may not be perfect. So you have to leave room for error and mistakes. And I'm also learning this. Six, you know, six, my trainer, he'd be reading me my fucking Miranda rights every week. But he had to tell me like, are you going to write off every guy for the first thing that you don't like? Because you're going to end up alone <laughs> because there's going to be plenty of things that you don't like. Now, 
there are like serious red flags. And then there are little things where it's just like, okay, so he didn't text me at 9 a.m., but he texted me at 1230. I don't talk to him anymore. Like, come on, you have to be realistic. So no, I don't think you're being naive. I think that you are being clear on what it is that you're looking for, but don't be too rigid. If you have, say you have, like I've talked about my list before, but I have a list of things that I believe will be the qualities of the man who will find me. And the list is probably like 30 points deep. A lot of them are like, they're not super, super like specific things necessarily. And they're not like crazy. Like they're not like he must be over six, five and must have a beard and must like that. Those are not on my list. These are like personality traits and characteristic things. And if out of all 30 of those things, I only get 25, as long as they're not like the main, main important things on the list, then I'm still in a good place. So like if you have a list of things that you're looking for and you've compromised now on 90% of it, then yeah, it's probably not your person. But at the same time, you're probably going to have to compromise on 5 to 10% of the list just because people are human beings and you have to allow them like these are separate people from you you're not the same person and you have to accept that there are going to be some things about your partner that you're not going to like unless you're dating me and then you're dating a perfect person and congratulations, you know? So that's, that's just the reality. Nobody's perfect. So you just have to, you just got to grin and bear it sometimes, babe. Okay, here we go. Next one. Hi. So I've been having sex with this guy for two years without strings attached. He told me last week that he started talking to someone, but he wants to continue to do what we are doing. I'm so hurt. I'm crying every day, but I don't want to leave him yet. The sex is good and I really like him. I don't know what to do or how to let him go. Oh, girl. Well, it seems like you might have to let him go unless you are finally ready. I don't know if you guys have told each other your feelings, but like tell him how you feel and see where that goes because maybe he thinks that you're just cool with this like you know fuck buddy relationship two years is a long time to be fuck buddies by the way like if you were not dating other people and he hasn't been dating other people this entire time if you guys weren't in a relationship then you're literally just what you are I've also come to terms with this too for myself and for other people that have came to me about their relationship shit and relationship (laughs) obviously. You're nothing until you're something. And that's a very harsh reality. But like you are literally nothing until you're something. You're exactly what you are until you become more than that in relationships. That's just how it is. And it's harsh and it's brutal and it feels fucking horrible, especially when you're really into somebody, you like somebody a lot and you want something more. But until you have had that conversation, until they have explicitly said to you, I want to be with you. Let's be in a relationship. Let's take this a step further. You are nothing. Now you're something to somebody, to your mom, your grandma, your dog, but you are nothing to that man until it is something. Because if you were, then it would already be done, I feel like, unless you also gave the vibes that you weren't interested and now he's he's now talking to other people. So I hate to break it to you like this, bestie. I hate to do it. I don't want to say it like this, but we all have to have that come to Jesus at some point. 
to realize that like, yeah, like he's talking to other people. You probably should have been talking to other people too this entire time. But hindsight is twenty twenty. What are you going to do? I would, if I were in your situation, tell him how I feel. And if it's going to end as far as like you guys having sex, it's probably going to end anyway because he's now talking to somebody. And if they become serious, then it's going to end. Or if he's talking to somebody and it hurts your feelings, you're not going to want to keep talking to him because it's not going to feel good unless you're okay with just feeling good when you guys are hooking up. And like, then you're compromising yourself and your own emotional well-being. And like, that's not fair either. So I would tell him and then see what he says, see how he feels. I feel like if he wanted to lock it down, he would have already had that conversation. But like, maybe he was waiting on you. So tell him see what happens. And if he says that he's not looking for something serious with you, leave his ass alone and go be with somebody who can actually realize what they have in you and lock it down. Sorry, I don't know what the fuck he was doing for two years. Fumbling the bag with you, sis. That's not fair. I don't like that. And like I said, I don't want to think that anybody that I'm talking to is talking to somebody else because what are you talking to them about? You know? Anyway, good luck. And also, like, sex is good, but you can get good sex in a lot of places. There's a lot of good sex out there, okay? And you could be with somebody who actually wants to be with you in that way. But we don't know yet. I'm not willing to jump to conclusions, even though it's my favorite pastime activity. Have the conversation, see what happens, and let me know. Let me know how it goes. Here we go. Okay. Hey, first off, I love the podcast. I've been listening from day one. Thank you, boo. And I love your advice. I recently took the leap to online dating, something I never thought I would do. And I met a guy that I liked. (gasps) Okay, long story short, we hooked up a few times and then he told me that he would rather be friends because he wasn't ready to date yet. Well, why the fuck are you on this app, sir? Oh, I hate, oh, I hate them. Okay, I was taken by surprise because I didn't express that I wanted anything serious, but I said, okay. Turns out he really meant he wanted to be friends and we've hung out a couple of times platonically. But now I think I'm really starting to get feelings for him. And on top of that, I'm questioning why he doesn't want to date me. We have a lot in common and enjoy each other's company. So I guess my question is, where do I go from here? Do I continue to hang out as friends with him? Do I say something to him? Do I just hide under the covers and stop dating altogether? Send help, bestie. As a side note, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm a Pisces and he's a Cancer. Well, you should have started with that because if he's a Cancer, you don't need to be talking to him anyway. (laughs) Cut him out. Cut him out. Okay. You know, I get a lot of messages on the regular because I've had plenty of cancer men slander on catfish before. And cancer men are always DMing me, asking me why do I dislike cancer men? First of all, my dad is a cancer. Love him. Shout out to him. You know, he's great. I would never date a cancer man in my life. One, too many emotions. Too many emotions. Also, too needy. Too many calls. Not interested in that, you know? No. As a Scorpio, it's just like, keep your shit tight, bro. Like, keep it, <laughs> keep it, keep it inside like a man. No, you should be able to be emotional, but just not with me. So, cancer men, they just, I don't know. They just irk me. I don't know. Like, if I meet a man, you know what it is? I had a friend once who all she attracted was cancer men. And I could not get behind any of the guys that she dated. And anytime we would go out and they would start talking to her and I would get this like annoying, like ick feeling. 
I would just ask them, are you a cancer? And they always said yes. They always said yes. This happened on several occasions. And then I just realized, like, I just don't like them. I just don't like them. Cancer women are great. Danny's a cancer. We love her. But the men, ugh. you know, all men. But like cancer men, ooh, Pisces men, mm, Gemini men, oh, like it's just, mm, it's not. Scorpio men, oh, like, you know, <laughs> it's like Libra men. You know what? Libra men are amazing friends of mine. But I don't think I would ever date a Libra man because most Libra men want to be in the mirror more than me. And I'm not here for that. So, no, not approved by me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just not, mm, I don't know. No water sign men. I, it's coming from Scorpio, so I can say that. But no, no water sign men. Per. Okay, so back to you and your story. So, you know, I think this is kind of similar to the last one in the sense of like, it's nothing until it's something. He still wants to be friends and hang out because obviously you're a cool ass fucking person. Like, of course he wants to hang out with you. But if you are, if hanging out with him means that you are now compromising the rest of your dating life and not actually exploring that or being on the app, getting to know new people, dating around, because I feel like if you were, you'd be less pressed over him and more willing to go pursue some outside relationships. So if that's true, Bessie, let me know. But like, I feel like perhaps you might be closing yourself off because you're hoping that this will turn into something. We've talked about this before about listening to people when they tell you something. So if he's telling you that he's not ready to date you or isn't ready to be in a relationship with you, you have to listen. Like you have no choice but to listen. He told you flat out. It's not like he's carrying this on and not telling you how he really feels and not telling you where he stands. He told you where he stood and he just wants to hang out as friends. So, but if you're now catching feelings, I think it's also important for you to tell him how you feel and say, listen, I don't really know if being friends with you is possible for me because I'm starting to grow feelings for you. And if you don't see this potentially being able to be romantic in that way, then I don't see us being able to pursue this anymore. And I'm going to also, in the meantime, be going on other dates and getting to know other people. And he might be fine with that. Or he could be like, oh, fuck, what am I doing? No, of course I want to be with you. But you have to be prepared for either outcome and... I would say, as I've told somebody recently, same thing, which was an identical situation. Do not get off the fucking app. Do not stop swiping. Do not close yourself off until this person has ripped you off the market. You are still on it. So do not deactivate your profile. None of that. You need to be on there. You need to be present. Okay. And you need to be open because clearly if he's not trying to lock it down, he's still open. Anybody got time for that? No. And if being, if hanging out with him as friends is making you feel bad emotionally, if it's putting like pressure on your mental state, like stop hanging, you can't hang out with him as friends. You cannot. I, you cannot be friends with somebody that you are romantically interested in. It's just impossible. It's going to become, the waters become muddied and you don't need to be in that situation. If you have romantic feelings and they have romantic feelings and you guys are exploring your friendship, but also, you know, flirting and having a romantic relationship, that's one thing. But you cannot be platonic friends with somebody that you want to be with. It's not, that's not the way it's meant to be. Like you're meant to be friends with people who you're just friends with and you're meant to be 
fucking the people that she's supposed to be fucking. You're meant to be having relationships with and exploring romantic relationships with people who you're meant to have romantic relationships with. So that's my advice. Okay, take it or leave it. But also like, yeah, you like him. You also like him and have already hooked up with him. And if you're not going to be able to hook up with him again, what the fuck are you there for? Like, come on now. Girls need love too, as Summer Walker said. Like, you need to be able to get your needs met and there's somebody else that could probably do that for you. So, tell them how you feel. See what happens. But tell them how you feel and not in this sense. In this situation, I think it's different because you guys, you know, met, you started dating, whatever. He said how he felt, da-da-da. In this situation, I would tell him how I feel and let him know that I'm going to be pursuing other things. Period. The last situation, it was like, tell him how you feel because he may feel the same way but didn't know how you felt. This situation, it's tell him how you feel and let him know that you are going to be exploring other relationships and that you don't know if you can maintain this friendship. Whoo, Lord. Y'all got me working on a Friday, okay? I told you I was exhausted, but this is, you guys really are coming with the with the heat. And I appreciate it, of course, every single week. All right, friends. By the time this airs, I will be ripping my hair out and knee deep in boxes and moving. So pray for me today. All right. At the end of this episode, say a little prayer for your girl because she's going to need it. And call my chiropractor because I'm going to need him also. And yeah, that's it, y'all. Be easy. Don't let your minds be greasy. (laughs) I don't know how to end this because I'm just running off of my Red Bull. I still have some left. So I'm going to chug that down and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. You can catch a new episode of Relationship every single Friday. Make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss any of the action. And I want to hear from you. So please, if you love the show, leave us a review. But by review, you know I only need five stars only. And let us know what you think. Make sure you follow us on socials at Relationship on Instagram and at Relationship Pod on Twitter. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye, bestie.